Happy Monday morning, podcast listeners. Welcome to the LPP podcast. LPP is the Life Process Program, an online, non-12-step counseling program for people who want to ameliorate their addiction problems, and not only addictions to drugs, but to any number of non-drug involvements as well. You're tuned in to a weekly segment that we produce called Monday Morning Ammunition, some educational ammunition to get you ready for your week. To learn more about the Life Process Program or to access free addiction-related educational resources, visit our website at www.lifeprocessprogram.com or follow any of the links in the show notes. You can also text us at 802-391-4360. That's 802-391-4360. And yes, if you text us, it will be a real person on the other end ready to direct any questions or comments that you may have about the Life Process Program the podcast, or just addiction-related questions in general. All text interactions will be confidential. Again, that's 802-391-4360. Today's interview is with Brooke Feldman. Brooke is an addiction professional. She earned her grad degree from the University of Pennsylvania, and she manages methadone clinics in Philadelphia. If you don't know Brooke, then you don't know yet that her backstory, including her childhood, was full of traumatic events, including a long-term addiction, which she has since left behind. In this 10-minute clip, I asked Brooke to tell me about her past traumas and how they map on, or how they don't, to her current life and the way that she makes decisions. I also asked Brooke about identifying as a person in recovery, which she does. What does that mean? Does it help or hinder to carry around the in-recovery label? I asked her these questions because I know how incredibly thoughtful and nuanced she is. She didn't let me down this time. So, no further ado, enjoy your Monday morning ammunition. There's an idea that uh, that some people have that once trauma happens, it creates an addiction and, you know, it, and then it doesn't go away. And by my way of thinking, at least, um, addiction is just the overall experience. And so if you've mapped your past onto now in some sort of meaningful way then you could hardly say that a person is addicted would you say how do you i actually don't know how do you wrap your mind around that do you call yourself someone who still has an addiction even though uh you, you do really meaningful work uh or do you do you, or something else i guess yeah it's funny because like that has also been a transforming thing for me um, you know, not only was I indoctrinated into like certain ways of thinking about addiction that I had to really, you know, over the course of years, like critically examine, like pick up each belief and like look at it and say, okay, so why do I believe this? Where did this come from? Right. And, you know, kind of investigate it for myself. Uh, and some beliefs after that process, I was like, yeah, I do believe that. And that intuitively feels right. Um, and then a lot of them, I was like, no, like this is craziness. This makes no sense at all. Uh, and then, um, have tried to discard it. And I often think of like that sticky fly trap paper. <laughs> Sometimes you have to like really shake it off in order to discard it, uh, you know, because it's so like deeply, you know, uh, put inside you. Um, and so, you know, it, the same thing is true with my identity. I grew up in what has been like referred to as the recovery advocacy movement. Uh, and so two years into my own, you know, recovery journey, um, I worked for an organization called ProAct in Philly and was really introduced to like this national network 
of recovery advocacy and the idea is that there are many pathways to recovery. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, that makes sense. Like, you know, that's not what I was taught, but this feels true. Um, and was also exposed to things like what was called recovery messaging training. And the idea behind it was to teach people how to, like, share their recovery story in a way that, you know, reduced stigma um, and, you know, really put a face and voice on recovery. And, you know, and so I was taught to say, like, you know, my name is Brooke Feldman and identify as a person in long-term recovery. And what that means for me is I have not used alcohol or drugs for so many years. And, you know, it's allowed me to be like a, you know, uh, contributing member of society and that, that, that. Um, and so I was like really indoctrinated into that. And I think really kind of given all the tools to like take on the, the in recovery identity. Uh, and I would say over the past, like, probably like six, seven years, I've been going through like that, you know, sort of examination process again, like looking critically at like, why is the recovery identity important to me? Am I in recovery? Have I recovered? Like, what you know, and just really taking a look at that and how much of finding it important to identify as in recovery was because I feel that way or because I was told that I should feel that way. Mm. I, I don't, does that make sense? It makes so much sense. And it's so refreshing. This is so emotionally, such an emotionally salient issue. And it's, it's like tied to your sense of self. I just think that people listening to that, I don't know, man, I, maybe I'm unique and you're unique in this way, but I, I feel like the idea that you are, successful I, I by my way of thinking right now and and doing really meaningful work and have meaningful relationships but you're still thinking sometimes why do i believe what i believe and how confident am i it's yeah really nice to hear yeah i, I don't know if it's like due to like this philosophy class i took at like the community college <laughs> level in early recovery yeah, but yeah. like yeah you know like an unexamined life is a life not worth living sure. um or you know like a wise person knows that you know they don't know what they don't know like uh that kind of stuff really resonates with me and um yeah i'm really humbled to that there is much more that i don't know than i do know and that what i do know is not a static truth you know like that it really it can kind of grow and evolve and what feels true today may 10 years from now not feel true and with the recovery identity thing too one, one thing i uh, as i became more and more aware of like the advantages and privileges that i was really born into um that really allowed me to find access to resources and support and, and in many ways, like what we call recovery, you know, that the role, once I like understood better the role that that played in my life, um, you know, I realized also that another privilege or advantage is being in recovery versus being a person who uses a drug. Mm. And what I mean by that is that when I, you know, not to say that there's no stigma or discrimination surrounding someone who is in recovery, you know, that there's some people that, you know, may have a bias that like, if you once had problematic substance use challenges and you always will, or, or like, I always have to hide my pocketbook from you, even if it's been like right. five years, you're right. Like, but, but for the most part, there's like this hero tale and like this tale of redemption that comes with the recovery narrative. And when I say something like I'm a person long-term recovery, and that means that 
you know, especially if it includes abstinence, that means that I haven't used alcohol or, or drugs in, you know, say 10 years, 12 years, whatever it is, like that puts distance between me and being me today and me being this person that is still so feared and hated and discriminated against and marginalized in our society. Mm. That is, you know, in, and there's like, there's a privilege in that. And because we internalize all that shit, you know, that hell, our society has come to see people who use drugs, you know, we feel good about ourselves that I'm no longer that bad person, right? Doing bad things, which if you were around for the eighties and nineties, you picked up, you know? And, um, and so I think for me too, like a, a, a big part of my process was examining, you know, is this recovery identity so important to me because I feel like I need to remember where I came from. So I never go back there again, uh, which is what I've been taught. Or is it because, like, you know, there's this, like, oh, congratulations, and everyone claps for you, and they're like, good job, like, you know, I'm really proud of you. Um, is it because I get that out of it, right? And and when I examined it in myself, I realized that there was a lot of it that was that latter. You know, it was that the uh, the recognition for, like, being the hero in my own story uh, that really had me hold on to the recovery identity, not just this idea that I wanted to give hope to others that it was that it was possible. Mm-hmm. 